Hi, and welcome to this audio edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. On this program, we discuss polygamy and Mormon fundamentalism from a biblical Christian perspective. We talk about the history of polygamy, its modern-day fruit, share stories from people who have escaped polygamy, and talk about current events relating to polygamy. You can learn more about the video edition of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. And now, here's Doris. Welcome to our show tonight. I am Doris Hansen, your host, and this is Polygamy, What Love Is This? And we are broadcasting live from the TV20 studios tonight. Last week, we were unable to come and do a live show because the horrible ice storm that had hit the valley and there were so many people who would be in danger driving long distances to help do the show. And so we decided to show a rerun for their safety. We were going to do a show last week on the Trinity, and so we've postponed that show. We're going to be doing that next week, next Thursday night. We're going to do the, sh- uh, the show that we planned for last week on the Trinity, kind of a new, uh, a refreshing look at the Trinity, the biblical doctrine, with our guest Jim Catlin. So stay tuned next week if you'd like a fresh approach to the, the, uh, the controversial doctrine in this culture of the Trinity. Tonight we are going to talk about um, ex-Mormons who have left the Mormon church because of their history of polygamy. We frequently talk with ex-Mormons, some of them who have uh, become ex-Mormons because of the history of polygamy. And they have left for that reason. They haven't left because uh, someone has offended them, and they haven't left because uh, b- because they've lost the spirit, and they haven't left because they've committed some horrible, awful sin. They've left because of polygamy. Now, many Mormons are rightly bothered by the foundational doctrine of polygamy of the early church and of the odd practice of polygamy by their early leadership, and so they question why Joseph Smith and others blatantly lied about their plural marriages, and they wonder why God would ever give the command to do something that he has in other places commanded them not to do. They wonder why Joseph Smith married such young girls and why he married women who already had living husbands. And there were no answers, at least no legitimate answers, I should say. So they begin to study. And then they discover a boatload of doctrinal contradictions and bad behavior that the early Mormon leadership have perpetually, and the current leadership continues to diligently cover up and whitewash. This causes some of them to begin to study the Bible. And then they discover even more heretical doctrines of Mormonism, so they eventually walk away. They leave it behind. And it all began because of Joseph Smith's prophecy and his practice of polygamy. Tonight, our guest is someone who went through this experience, and he wanted to share his story with our viewers, so we invited him to be our guest and to tell his story tonight, his journey of how early Mormon polygamy led him to the discovery of biblical Christianity and saving faith in Jesus Christ. He was Mormon all his life. He was a faithful churchgoer. He was married in one of their temples, but he found out the truth, and he's here to tell about it. So I'd like to introduce and welcome our guest tonight, Tyson Holbrook. Thank you. Thank you, Tyson, for coming. Thanks for having me. 
You've got quite a story to tell, and you're here to tell the story. Would you tell our viewers why, what led you out of polygamy, but, but first, why you wanted to share your story with our viewers? Certainly. Um, I wasn't let out of polygamy. Um, I was an LDS uh, member. Um, I had a great ward. Uh, I still live in that great ward. Uh, the people that I go to church with, or I went to church with, uh, fantastic people. Uh, you know, they just, they want to do the right thing. Uh, the challenge for me is, you know, I've got four kids, and there's nothing more sacred to me than being a dad, and nothing more important to me than to tell my kids the truth. And if I testify of something, I have to have that inner knowledge of it. So, I was not able to find it, sadly, which always meant there was something wrong with me, um, and it led to lots and lots of prayer, lots of diligent study, um, and a lot of boring reading, quite honestly. So, <laughs> Quite a boring reading. You had a quote that you wanted to share with us from Martin Luther King. I did. That kind of put you in the, where you feel like that you were at at the time. Yeah. Well, it's certainly where I'm at at this point. And, um, you know, I, I would say that, uh, let's see, where is that quote? Oh, right here. In the end we will remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. Uh, and how does that speak to you? That speaks to me really deeply because a lot of terrible things have happened in society because people will silently stand by and watch it happen. Morally, they may not be okay with certain things that happen. Now, all of you guys know what I'm talking about, about people that might be walking down the road and maybe somebody mugs them. And nobody stopped to help, or maybe somebody who needed some help from somebody, but, you know, whatever. How painful is it when you so desperately needed a friend to speak up in your behalf, and they sat silently? It matters. And truth matters. You know, it kind of reminded me of, of the statement that someone made where he said, he or she said, I will stand in the truth even if I have to stand alone. Correct. And very often we find that in this culture where we find the truth <coughs> and everybody around us, like you say, all your friends, you're, you still live in your ward yes. and, and, and you have had to do this alone aside from the friendship. You've stood alone in this. Certainly. Yeah. And, and the important thing is, I still love them. They're still my friends. I mm -hmm. haven't divorced them as friends or anything like that. Right. The reality is, though, when something matters and it's true, then sometimes you do need to stand there, even if, by, even if right. you're by yourself. Right, even if you're alone. And, yeah. and truth does matter. Uh, now, your, your story includes historical Mormon polygamy and how it does or doesn't relate to contemporary Mormonism. In fact, Correct. historical Mormon <laughs> polygamy was the motivating force that caused you to begin to check things out and eventually leave the church. Yes. And you have a quote from Gordon Hinckley about having nothing to hide. Yeah, I do. Um, let's see, where is that? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, we have nothing to hide. This is, this is, by the way, on Larry King. I happen to have watched this uh, while it was on. Well, we have nothing to hide. Our history is an open book. They may find what they're looking for, but the fact is the history of the church is clear and open and leads to faith and strength and virtues. Is the history oh, actually, that the, wasn't on. <laughs> is, the, is the history of the church open? Is it clear and is it open? It was not very open for me. I had to read a lot of stuff to find out what I found out. Mm -hmm. um, it is not popular to talk about. In fact, I accidentally, uh, well, not accidentally, I, I put a Facebook post on that I would be on here tonight. And uh, there's a lot of people that have some really strong feelings against me speaking out about these things about the church. But the reality is, is that these are facts. Mm -hmm. Mm 
-hmm. And this stuff matters. And there's names and faces behind this history. Mm -hmm. And there's names and faces that are current because the history is played through in their lives. And that matters. You (coughs) excuse me. In our discussion, you had a quote from Joseph Smith that I wanted to bring up. And it meant something to you, too, as we were talking through this. And, And it's right after this one where the Larry King interview comes in. But Joseph Smith said, from his teachings, page 368, he said, I never told you I was perfect, but there is no error in the revelations. Yet, polygamy must have been an error because they lied about it for years. They hid it. That they were breaking the law to the to they hid it from the public and from their fellow Mormons. They broke the law to live it, and a later prophet, which is what you're going to deal with now with Gordon B. Hinckley and his his um, his interview with Larry King, a later prophet said it wasn't doctrinal. There's yeah. error there somewhere, isn't there? Uh, correct. Uh, there's a string of them everywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't have to be a great reader to find error. You just have to be honest. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what was the interview? Would you want to share that with our reader or okay, our viewers? Okay, certainly. So, <clears throat> sorry, this is the actual Larry King interview. I read the wrong one before. Anyway, <laughs> um, okay, so he asked uh, uh, Gordon B. Hinckley, you condemn it, referencing polygamy. Gordon B. Hinckley responds, I condemn it, yes, as a practice, because I think it is not doctrinal. It is not legal, and this church, excuse me, this church takes the position that we will abide by the law. We be, believe in being subject to kings, presidents, rulers, magistrates, and in honoring and obeying and sustaining the law, basically coining the 12th article of faith. Mm-hmm. But Brigham Young was a prophet of the church. Correct. And he said it was doctrinal, didn't he? Uh, he actually said everything that he says is doctrine. So yes, <laughs> you're true. absolutely correct. You have some, sh- some quotes from Brigham Young that you wanted to share to prove what we just said. <laughs> Certainly. Uh, all right, the Brigham Young. Uh, the church has never and certainly will never renounce this doctrine. The revelation on plural marriage is still an integral part of the LDS scripture and always will be. The church will never renounce this doctrine. You know what? They haven't renounced it. That's correct. They've stopped living it, but they haven't renounced it, which well, means they, they still it. believe in it. Correct, and they do everything they can in the public eye to stay you know, kind of on the politically correct side of things, so mm-hmm. that way people don't, you know, realize that it still is doctrinal, but DNC 132 is still uh, quite still substantial, there. and, you know, people still get sealed, mm-hmm. and there's polygamy in the afterlife, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Gordon Hinckley said it wasn't doctrinal. Correct. And Brigham Young says it is, and the, the section 132 says it is. That's correct. So, we have to kind of look for the truth, don't we? Yeah. Um, now, he mentioned, you mentioned the Articles of Faith. We have the Article of the Faith, tw- number 12 and number 13, where it says we believe in being subject to kings and presidents and rulers and magistrates and right. obeying and honoring and sustaining the law. And, and Article 13, where it says we believe in being honest. Yep. But Ooh, the Articles of Faith misrepresent their actions. And this is probably stuff you were finding out while you were doing your research. Yes. While you were comparing all of this. Yes. And, and something I want to I want to say to the audience, something I want you guys to really understand is when I did my research, it wasn't from a neutral standpoint. Okay, It wasn't like, let me just kind of weigh this out and figure it out. I had a very heavy bias wanting the church to be true so that I could have that testimony and be able to say, the church is true. Joseph Smith was a prophet. Okay, I have a lot invested in this church, but when you actually are honest with yourself and you pray and invite Christ into your life, 
my experience told me otherwise. Mm -hmm. and, and when you do the studying and find the truth, it tells you otherwise too. It does. When, when they say, and th these articles of faith were, were, were uh, penned by Joseph Smith years and years and years ago, mm -hmm. and polygamy was never legal. No, it they, never was. They, nowhere <laughs> in the country, anywhere the Mormons went, anywhere they went, polygamy was never legal. We hear some people saying, well, they, they stopped living polygamy when they made it illegal. It never was legal. No, in fact, they were, the government was constantly aware of that and trying to stop it with you know, their different acts that they were putting into effect. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everywhere they went, everywhere they settled. When they True. came to Utah, it was Mexican territory, <laughs> and it was illegal then. Mm -hmm. When they went to Mexico, it was illegal in Mexico. Mexico. When they went to Canada, it's it illegal. was illegal <laughs> in Canada. Yeah. They were not, they did not believe in being subject to the laws. That's true. They, well, I mean, they say they believe in it. I'm talking about early Mormon polygamy folks, okay? <laughs> um, but, but what about plural marriage? How <laughs> does that reflect today's mar marriage values in your, in your marriage values? You, well, you, you, you say you, the marriage is sacred to you, and yes. you enjoy being a dad. What, what does polygamy do to marriage? Um, and to the children? It, it completely devalues marriage, and it completely devalues a woman. <clears throat> and I am madly in love with my wife. I've been married to her for 15 years. She's the very best thing that's ever happened to me. And she is my equal, my partner, my best friend. For me to have ever been willing to subjugate her, my sons, or my daughter to this kind of a doctrine, and for me to hold Joseph Smith on a pedestal, knowing who he really was, is unacceptable. And my integrity is not for sale. God says, doesn't he say that we're to treat others, the golden rule, we to treat others the way we would like others to be treated? Yes. And, and I think when we're talking about the doctrine of polygamy, we could spell this out equality, like you just said, that your wife is an equal partner with you in the marriage. Yes. And it would translate like this. If a man can't handle his wife marrying more than one man, then he shouldn't expect his wife to allow him to marry more than one woman. Isn't that doing unto others the way you would have him do? <laughs> That's the equality going on there, isn't it? I would agree. Yeah. So, more importantly, God doesn't expect it, and he never commanded polygamy. Um, you had a quote that you thought was important that you wanted to, that Joseph Smith um, said in History of the Church, Volume 3, hmm. um, where he's oh, yeah. denying polygamy. Certainly. Yeah. <clears throat> we have heard that, let's see here. We have heard that it is reported by some that some of us should have said that we not only dedicated our property, but our families also to the Lord. And Satan, taking advantage of this, has perverted it into li licentiousness, such as a community of wives, which is an abomination in the sight of God. Do you see what that says? Yeah, I would agree that it's certainly an abomination. Well, that's just from <laughs> Joseph Smith. Right. It's interesting, and I think it's, it's something that you see all the time. There's people that aren't honest in this world, but they're, they're going to tell you a convincing story. I mean, I don't know if you guys believed Lance Armstrong, but I did. I believed he probably wasn't doping. He stuck to it for seven years. But then finally, somehow or another, the truth has a way of coming out. So, the truth came it's out. just an interesting thing. People live differently sometimes behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. You know, I'd like to take a look at this quote again from Joseph Smith that you just read. Um, the contemporary Mormon, and this would include you when uh -huh. you were in the church, and a lot of people, I have friends and who also are in polygamy group or who are in the Mormon church, but yeah. they, they are unable, it seems like they're unable or they're unwilling to connect the dots of early Mormon polygamy with today's modern Mormonism. Okay. And yet this quote by Joseph Smith should connect something in their minds. I'd like to put this quote on the screen again. It says in this quote, Joseph Smith is denying his polygamy. Right. He, he is testifying that it's an abomination. He says it's an abomination in the sight of God. He's calling polygamy licentiousness. Mm -hmm. He's saying it's from Satan. Right. Shouldn't this connect a dot somewhere to the, to the mind who venerates Joseph Smith? Well, yeah, it should. Did and it you? Did it you when you were in when you were doing your looking? A lot of things connected the dots. I only studied it for about seven years because I so desperately wanted it to be true. So did you 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 were kicking against all when you found something? How did you react when you found these things? Um. Well, I believe in being obedient, right? We're all taught to be obedient. We follow the prophet. We sustain the leaders. And I kept trying to find a way that I could justify it. Reality is, I can't. The reality is, I came to a conclusion that there's one of two things. Either I'm in the wrong place, which I believe, and now that's why I'm here on this show. Or two, if Joseph Smith really is a prophet of God, and these teachings really are real, then when I speak to God, I'm going to ask what my other options are outside of heaven. Because I just don't see that being the way a loving father would treat his kids. I would never do that to mine. Did you ever wonder about the ratio of birth, a male and female are almost equal, 50-50 of, of birth, and if he truly wanted polygamy, why didn't he change the ratio? I, I often, That's, I ask myself, I ask my, our viewers that quite a bit. Well, certainly, and you know, it's, it's a good point you make because in early times in Utah, um, actually consistently from like the, uh, you know, mid-1800s on, or like 1830s, there was consistently more men than women. Mm -hmm. So if anything, polyandry probably would have been more the uh, thing to go after if you're looking based on a, uh, a statistics. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Absolutely. Okay. Um, Jedediah Grant oh. made a statement. Yeah. Do you want to read that or do you want me to read it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you tell me. You want me to read it? It doesn't matter. All right. Now suppose Joseph should come and say he wanted your wife. What would you say to that? I would tell him to go to hell. This was the spirit of many in the early days. What would a man of God say who felt all right when Joseph asked him for his money? He would say, yes, and I wish I had more to help build up the kingdom of God. Or if he came and said, I want your wife. Oh, yes, he would say, here she is. There are plenty more. Woo. That's nice. So women are, are kind of consigned to a lower realm of commodity? Is that what this is? On the level of money? There is no other way to put it. I mean, if you're living in a polygamous relationship, really ask yourself, is, is that what you want for eternity? I mean, really, you believe that? Are you really happy with that? If you really love your spouse, are they available to trade? Are they available to appease somebody and show that you're obedient? Are they, are they a form of currency? 
I mean, this, this is stuff, you guys, you can find this in Deseret Book if you're main, mainstream Mormons, and if you're polygamists, you already know it because you live it. That a be honest God, to yourself. A loving it's, God does not demand that. I you can't know, conceive how that could be. When, when Joseph Smith, in section 132... Uh, wrote the doctrine of polygamy. He explains in, in section 132 that a man can take more than one wife, up to ten virgins, he yeah. said, yeah. and not be guilty of adultery. <laughs> right, yeah, he mentioned but, virgins, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but it also <laughs> says in section 132 that if a woman, uh, must, that she must be true to her husband, and if she is not true with, and she, you know, messes around with another man, right. that she's guilty of adultery and must be destroyed. And yet, Joseph Smith caused 11 married women to commit adultery because he married those 11 women as plural wives. And those are were, just the ones that said yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there they are. Yeah. You you kind of wanted to to bring that out to our viewers, maybe who are not aware of these eleven women Certainly. who were married to other husbands, and Joseph Smith took them as plural wives. Sure. Yeah. I think that's helpful. Um, one of the things that's difficult in being an LDS uh, person, polygamous. You guys probably already know. But as an LDS person, hey, you don't want to believe that there's anything that could possibly be wrong in, in the perfect world that you've concocted. You have the truth. You know it. You can testify of it every first Sunday of the month. I get it. I was there. I know. Okay? But here's the thing. We have Lucinda Morgan Harris, Zena Huntington Jacobs, Priscinda, Priscinda Huntington Buell, Sylvia Sessions Lyon, Mary Rowling Leitner, or I think it was Rollins, actually. I think I missed yeah, the S that's, on that. that's true. Uh, Patty Bartlett Session, Sessions, pardon me. Marinda Johnson Hyde, um, Elizabeth Davis Durfee, Sarah Kingsley Cleveland, Ruth Vose Sayers, and Elvira Cowles Holmes. Now, you guys can even go onto um, the, the church website. What is it? The family, um, what, what is that one? Familysearch.org. Family Search, yeah. I, now, it's difficult to navigate sometimes and stuff, but you can verify a lot of this on there, uh -huh. if not all of it. I mean, I've verified a ton of it on there. It, that's... I wanted to be able to get it from somebody who didn't have an angle to drive with me. I wanted to be able to verify it from a real source. And that's, that's real. Yeah. It really is. Mm -hmm. And he married these women. Yep. And they, didn't, they were married with, with other men. And some of these men were, were good Mormons. Yeah, good, yeah. Good, so you can't excuse it by saying that they, he, he married them so that they would go to heaven because their husband wasn't Mormon. Because yeah. Because some of them, they were Mormon. Exactly. And then when, then when <laughs> like with Zena Huntington and um, Mary Rollins Leitner, and, and when their husbands died, right? who swooped in and took them? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Actually, with, with Zena Huntington, um, so Joseph Smith dies, all right? And so then she kind of goes back to her husband, and then who swoops in? Brigham Young. He does that with, uh, let's see here, who else was it with? Uh, Priscilla Lathrop? Um, no, no. With Mary Rollins. Well, Mary Rollins, Leitner. Uh, Leitner, uh, yeah, Adam Leitner's wife. And yeah. he married, so she's married to two men, <laughs> right. Joseph Smith and her husband. Right. Her husband dies. And, or well, Joseph, Joseph Smith, Smith dies. dies. Adam Leitner stays alive the whole time. And he's alive, and same with, with um, Henry Jacobs. Right, yeah. And then Brigham Young can, so she's married to two husbands. Correct. Twice. That is correct. Now, I don't understand any doctrine that should support that. I certainly don't understand how God would command that. I don't understand how anybody with a moral compass at all thinks that that's totally okay and it should be ignored. No, it's, it's not okay. Thou shalt not commit adultery is one that's of one. the ten. 
Uh, yeah, well, we can go on to several of the ten that actually fall into this. That, that's right, but this is, about blatant. this is blatant. This is so blatant. blatant. Absolutely, there, there's yes. no way you can talk out of something no. like this. No. Uh, historically, and this is an opinion <laughs> I'm asking of you, but <laughs> yeah. but according to the quotes you gave me, you have answers from the quotes. Sure. Historically, how romantic <laughs> could be their courting and their dating right? and their betrothals? How could they? Uh, how what romance would be in this? All right. Well. Let's leave that to the audience to decide. <laughs> Women, think about this as you get, you know, get to hear it if your husband is talking about you like this. Husbands, think about how you're going to be sleeping outside if you say these things. All right. I think no more of taking another wife than I do of buying a cow. Heber C. Kimball, uh, also known as Casanova. Um, Brethren, I want you to understand that it is not to be as it has been heretofore. The brother missionaries have been in the habit of picking out the prettiest women for themselves before they get here and bringing the ugly ones for us. Hereafter, you have to bring them here before taking any of them and let us all have a fair shake. Heber C. Kimball. Check that out in the New York Times. <laughs> um, you know, he also talks about the plurality of wives will never be done away with. I mean, just listen. I don't know if you guys are like me. But I got married because I'm in love. I've been married 15 years. I've been with her 17 years. I'm still in love. I would chase that girl down to the end of the earth and ask her to marry me again. Now, if you don't have a relationship like that, my heart cries for you. Because I believe everyone deserves it. And that's sure what I want for my kids. And that's sure what I believe God wants for us. Mm-hmm. That's what God wants for us. He proved it in the first marriage with Adam and Eve. Yeah. He took Eve to Adam and they became husband and wife. And if he wanted polygamy, he would have modeled that in the first marriage, but he modeled monogamy. It's true. Not polygamy. Okay, uh, we are uh, getting close to the half hour here, so um, we will break um, for uh, our mid-message, our, our mid-show message, but first we're going to open up the phone lines. If you would like to be involved in this conversation, if you have something that you would like to say <coughs> to our guest or to myself, if you uh, have a question or comments, please call. Our number is 801-973-TV20, 801-973-8820. We would love to hear from you, but please um, pay attention to uh, your, your volume, that the volume is turned down on your TV when you when we answer the telephone so we're going to uh, open our phone lines now and show you our ministry message thank you you are watching polygamy what love is this broadcasting live from salt lake city utah this program is the broadcast outreach of a shield and refuge ministry shield and refuge is a point of first contact for mormon fundamentalists who question the doctrines of the religion or who are actively seeking for an opportunity to escape the polygamist lifestyle examining the claims of fundamentalist doctrine against the backdrop of biblical truth is central to our efforts we invite you to contact us call toll free at 877-425-9993 or email us at TV at aboutpolygamy.com. We want you to know that we have made available to you some outstanding resources free of charge. You will find them at our website, www.whatloveisthis.tv. There you will find the DVD, Lifting the Veil of Polygamy, 
which documents the real-life stories told firsthand of those who were lifted out of the culture of polygamy through the power and love of Jesus Christ. Also, free of charge to you, is the booklet, Is Polygamy Biblical? It explores plural marriage in the context of God's Word and answers questions like, Did God ever command polygamy? Is it part of God's plan? While you are at our website, make sure to take advantage of the archived episodes of this program, which can stream on demand directly to your computer. There are more than 100 shows to choose from. And if someone you know is unable to view this program via live broadcast, recommend that they visit this same website every Thursday at 8 p.m. Mountain Time to watch this show through live streaming video. Simply follow the links to the live streaming video page. If you are watching live tonight, we invite you to call us as we open our phone lines. The number is 801-973-TV20. That's 801-973-8820. Now, back to Polygamy, What Love Is This? with our host, Doris Hansen. Welcome back to our show. This is Polygamy, What Love Is This? And I am Doris Hansen, and my guest tonight is Tyson Holbrook. And he is uh, an ex-Mormon. He was in the Mormon church all his life, taught in the church, and he discovered some things that <coughs> made him question. And, of course, one of the main uh, topics was polygamy, the early polygamy of the original Mormon church. So he questioned and discovered that there were some things that really weren't quite right. And so we're uh, talking to him and finding out his story um, of how he left and what made him to decide to check things out. We talked earlier, well, by the way, our phone lines are open and uh, we would love to hear from you. Our phone number is 801-973-TV20, 801-973-8820. Please give us a call if you would like to be part of the conversation. Um, Joseph Smith said, and we talked about this earlier, he, t he said, I never told you I was perfect, but there is no error in the revelations. Okay. Now, yeah. No Old Testament prophet <clears throat> ever come out and said, nobody said I was, I never said I was perfect. Right. Jesus was the only perfect person on the planet. Nobody ever has to say, I never claimed to be perfect. It's, it, the statement that, that he made is totally irrelevant. Yes. But his claim that there is no error in the revelations <laughs> is totally an error. Yeah. Joseph Smith, and, and I'm going to ask you what you thought of these things as you learned them. Mm -hmm. We know of at least 53 false prophecies of Joseph Smith. Oh, yeah. That was error. Mm -hmm. Joseph Smith claimed he saw the invisible God. Mm -hmm. That was error. The, the Book of Mormon and the Book of Abraham is covered with racism. Oh yeah, that is definitely and it's an been error. proven false, in, you know, by the uh, Egyptologists. But as well. well, Book of Abraham and Book of Mormon both have right. been proven to be absolutely right. false. Joseph Smith admitted when he went to Canada to sell the copyright to the Book of Mormon. Right, which is weird because if you have gold plates, those would be pretty valuable. <laughs> You know, he already has everything <laughs> translated, so, you know, he doesn't need them anymore. He but he down. had to sell the copyright to the Book of Mormon, and he said, God said if we go up there, we'll sell it. Well, they yeah. went up there, and they didn't sell it. Right. And this made this caused some people to question, how why did one of his prophecies fail? Joseph mm -hmm. Smith said, some prophecies are from me, some are from the devil, and yep. some are from God, and Quote sometimes unquote. I can't tell the difference. That's kind of a big that's, deal. That's an error. Okay, let's, let's stop things right here, guys. <laughs> Doris, I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up. I'm sorry. This is such a big deal. 
He said that, and it's true. Now, if you can't tell the difference between when God is talking to you and the devil, assuming that you chill with both of them, okay, is that the guy you want to have leading you? Really? I don't understand it. Now, so many people defend Joseph Smith and say he wasn't a perfect man. No problem. I'm not either. I've made tons of mistakes. Okay, I don't care if Joseph Smith had tons of sexual immorality. He did. Now, there's a big difference between doing that, being a fallen man, and then saying, hey, guess what? God told me to. I'm going to roll this out for you guys so that we can get you in it too. That's insane. Now, anybody who makes that claim, Joseph Smith's not a perfect man, okay. But when it becomes doctrine, at what point do you say, okay, I've got to play the BS card here for just a second? Seriously. I mean, it's your life. So what I would Sorry, like to do... I get do, a little bit fired up. No, I, I asked you for your comments. <laughs> and, and I'm asking you for your comments. <laughs> what do you have to say about those errors? Mm. You know, time is the enemy of all false prophets. Of course. Because time will always <laughs> prove the false prophecy. And we've had many, many years for Joseph Smith's false prophecies to prove that they are false. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have a call coming in. Uh, Martin is calling from Salt Lake City. Hello, Martin. Yes. Yes, you're on the air, Martin. What's your question? Yes. What's your question? Yes, I just want to make a, a comment on, on with the, all this business with uh, Joseph Smith and his polygamy. To me, it reminds me of uh, a very animalistic approach, like uh, in 4-H, in 4-H when, when um, you breed animals for for stock, and 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 I, and I think it's just a very evil approach uh, in in regards to using human beings for breeding purposes, like like we use for for in the animals for uh, uh, for a uh, in a fair, mm-hmm. and, and and it's it's just uh, so animalistic in in, in that regards, and and and, and fuck that. And uh, anyway, I just want to make that comment. That that's a very good comment, Martin, and thank you for it. It reminds me of the Kingston polygamy group, where they they believe in and in, in uh, marrying some very close relatives. And the, the person who, the leader who came up with that, he actually got his idea from animal breeding, from the cattle, uh, and, and, and decided that, that they could bring in good genetics here by inbreeding the same bloodline and bring out some very brilliant people on, on, in their group by doing that. They just used the animal technique. That's wrong. Yeah, Martin, I agree with you. That is just totally messed up. You're right. Absolutely. Reminds me of 4-H. In 4-H, when... Uh, 4-H, when you you uh, take you go to the fair and uh, you sh- you're showing off your uh, trying to get uh, you know ribbons, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's so, it's so degenerating. Just it's just a commodity. That's that's all the female um, females are in polygamy groups. It's just a commodity. Well, thank you, Martin, for calling. We appreciate your comments. Thank you. Thanks, mm-hmm. Martin. Bye. Okay, we have line two, Anne in Sandy. Hello, Anne. Anne? Hello? Hello, Anne? I don't know that she... she might yes, fun. hi. Hi. Yes. And Yes, you're on the air. Hello? 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 You're hey, on. Anne, turn, off your t- turn your TV down so we can hear you. Turn the TV down. Hello? <laughs> well, turn it down. I'm here. Anne, you're on the air. 
Okay, thank you. Um, you know, the, the, I was raised LDS, and uh, the polygamy thing has always bothered me, though. And I was talking to my mother about it and um, said, well, he was a man, and he, he was fallible. Um, but the, the other parts of this were true, and the, and the Book of Mormon was true. And he just got his power, got a little out of control. And so he started to just start thinking that anything he thought was a revelation. I don't know for sure if the original things happened with the Book of Mormon. I, I guess I'll have to take that up with the, uh, somebody in the hereafter. <laughs> you better take out. it up here. But you better take it up here, Anne. <laughs> that, um, the church today, there's many good people there, and they're trying to do good things and live good lives. I think that they should take a stand against... Um, I, th I think they should take a stand. I can't hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're listening. Okay, I, I think that they should take a stand in the church today against polygamy and say that that part was, that was, was incorrect. And then, and then Mormons wouldn't have to feel so embarrassed about it all the time and try to hide it and keep it, you know, something they don't want to talk about. Because honestly, it was incorrect and they need to stand up and say so. Well, we would agree with you, Anne. But I have a comment to make. First of all, don't wait till the hereafter to find the truth. It'll be too late if you, if you do that. So I would suggest you don't do that. And another one is this, and we hear this a lot. He was just a fallible man. Everybody yeah. makes mistakes. Right. Well, then why do you follow him if he's a fallible man? Why don't you follow Jesus? He's not. He's not fallible. But Joseph Smith and all the other men are. So stop following men. And, and, and just, to, just, to, just to kind of tack on to that, yeah, the Mormons are good people, and they do lots of great things. And the sad thing is, is that a lot of times they are totally ignorant to things that are relevant. Now, you're thinking about the Book of Mormon, just so you know, there's tons of things that you can read within the framework of the church that may perhaps shed some light on whether that was divine revelation or not. If you need some of that information, I'm sure Doris's website has some. If not, you can even find things at Deseret Book to read. So... You know, keep 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 looking at it. Oh, I, I don't believe in it. I I, oh. I just think it's okay. incorrect. Yeah. And I I believe in Jesus Christ, and that's who I follow. And I always say that to the LDS uh, people um, that we are the Church of Jesus Christ, and that's who we should be worshiping, not anyone else. And that's what I believe. Thank you. I Ed. agree with you. Good to hear that. Thank and you. And I, I need to add right here as we're talking uh, about the, the the callers have been talking about the LDS Church and you have as well. Right. Please understand that the polygamists who who we we gear this show we want to right. to make sure that we engage the attention of the polygamists. We want the same thing for the polygamists to turn and look. Get your mind off of. <laughs> don't follow Joseph Smith. Right. Follow Jesus. And guys, that's, you know, that's the thing, too. I know lots of polygamists, and some of you guys are probably watching. I love you guys. You guys are some of my great buds. But seriously, really, I mean, just you know, pray about it and, and really look at it and look at the damage it causes in people's lives. I mean, is, is that... I know some of you guys here. That's not who you are. That's not who you are here. Anyway, that's just... Okay, let's go, make to, sense. let's go to Neil in Taylorsville. Hello, Neil. Yeah. You turn your TV volume down, Neil. Yeah. Okay. What's your question or your comment? I can hear you. Okay. What's your question or your comment, Neil? Yes. Um, my question is, is that you said that we should follow Jesus, and I believe that. Okay. Good. That's good. Glad you agree with that. 
That means you're going to throw away your Book of Mormon and your Doctrine well, of Covenants, and you're going to um, read the I Bible only. Know, you know, when when Jesus was born. Hello. Who is his father? Jesus was uh, the Holy Spirit is the one that caused uh, Mary to conceive Jesus. Well, it says that he was the only begotten son of the father. Mm -hmm. Do you know what the word begotten means? Have you looked that up to find out what that means? He was literally the son Not of literally. Almighty God. Not literally, Neil. Not literally. Because the, by saying that and, he was... Neil, don't interrupt me. was also married to Joseph. Neil, don't interrupt me. I was explaining that he is not the literal son of God. When you say literal, you are saying that God had sex with Mary to bring Jesus. That's what the literal son of God means. And that is not true. So who are you to say that Almighty God can choose who his wife will be for his only begotten son who is perfect from the beginning, who is the way, the truth, and the I, life. I'm not the one to say it. Who, the Bible says it. Who is man or woman to say that God can or can't do something? The Bible. The Bible has said it. God said it about himself. If you Every time you want to somebody in, go ahead. Fine, God has well. revealed himself in the <laughs> Bible, and we have every right to read what he said and tell others what he yes, said. Yes, but see, men and women... Because we're mortal and we're imperfect, we have our own opinions, yeah. and we, yeah. we opinions uh, don't that's count. Why so many people uh, decipher what the Bible says, and they they say, okay, one person says, well, I, by faith I can be saved, and then they look at another passage of scripture and they say, well, this one says here by by works you're saved no. and by grace. Nowhere so in the Bible people, does it you know, say they, you're they saved take by the, works. The scriptures, Neil, and they they just get what they want. So Neil, I understand. Nowhere. But, you know, why you guys, uh, you know, believe the way you do. But and I believe that polygamy is wrong now. But I believe that God can command who he wants. And and he can command it, uh, that principle, this to be restored. He, command, he can command it to be stopped. And that's why all the, Neil, the break off. All okay, the break -off. I'm putting you on hold, just, Neil, because you won't let anybody talk. So just we're for one second, Neil, too. Here's something to consider, okay? And this is going to probably be really helpful in Doris's next segment that she's talking about with the Trinity, okay? You know, do you believe that Jesus Christ is God in the flesh? All right, so now that becomes a perplexing problem as well. How could somebody father and give birth to themselves? I mean, you could certainly argue those perplexities all the way around, and I don't think you're going to get anywhere. Uh, I think the best thing is, is that you've realized polygamy is wrong, and I commend you on that. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, he talks about everybody has different opinions and we Certainly. read the Bible and get different. The Bible was written in very clear language. And we don't have to guess about what it says. And when God says that he created everything all by himself, and when the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ is God, how can God give birth to himself? Just like he said, that's ridiculous. And to think that God had to come down and have sex with Mary, that's a whole nother show. And we've done that before on this show. Whoa, but I'm telling that you, one. that is blasphemy <laughs> and nothing less. Okay, we're going to have Scott calling on line three. Hello, Scott. Yeah? Yes, yeah, Scott, you're on the air. All right. Hey, how's it going? Is this Scott Cox? Yeah, it's Tyson. What's up, buddy? Hey, I'm doing good, buddy. How are you? Scott was one of my I'm young men you from good. 12 years old. Good. I love this guy. Good. Good. I'm great. 
So do you have a comment or a question that you'd like to say? Holy cow. Scott? Yeah, I just kind of like to touch base and kind of echo a lot of the stuff that Tyson's saying, you know. Wow, I didn't I, know you were in that position. I grew up in Utah, obviously, and even, even served a mission. And, you know, a lot, of, a lot of the times the perspective can kind of be shadowed by what a lot of people believe yeah. uh, here, here in Utah. And, and obviously that bubble that a lot of people talk about can kind of affect the way that people believe. But once you kind of get out of it, your perspective can change and, and you kind of realize a lot of different things that, that actually exist, um, especially when it comes to the church. And, and that kind of stuff. Scott, you're a good guy, man. And I'm, I'm sorry, I know I was influential in getting you on that mission, too. Um, I didn't know you were in this position. That's kind of cool, actually. We'll have to talk after the show. But uh... <laughs> No, I, I mean, actually, honestly, 100%, I do not regret a moment of my mission. And, and like you said before, uh-huh. I, I believe a lot of the things, that, and I, I think the Mormon Church is great with a lot of the morals that they teach. Sure, yeah, um, they just don't have an exclusivity on it like they say they do. strongly in family values, and I know you do as well, Tyson, and, yeah. and so do I. Yeah. And But there's just some of those teachings that I, I think if you're a good person, who's to say you can't go to heaven, right, and live with God? Right. I mean, you, you go out and have a couple of drinks with your buddies or whatever, that doesn't make you a bad person. You, you date a girl and you... You have sex with her before you get married. Does that make you a bad person if you love her? No. I, I don't I, believe those things. Right. And I don't think that an all-loving God, like, and, and that's what the Bible says, right? No. Unconditional well, love. An all-loving God. No, Scott. The Bible doesn't, Scott, the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says that all have sinned right. and all fall short of the glory of God. God loves us unconditionally and will save right. us unconditionally, but he will not save us in our sin. So right. it isn't okay to go out and do the things that you're saying and expect God to save us. There has to be some acknowledgement of sin. There has to be some repentance. And there has to be a way that your sin can be removed before you die. Because if it's not removed, you don't go to heaven. Right. And, I, and, and you know, I agree with that. But then, then you start to define, like, what is sin, right? Like, going out, going out for a couple of drinks. But we're not talking about that. Isn't considered a sin in the Mormon Church. Yeah, that's a sin. In some other church, yeah, that's not. I guess I'm gonna have to start judging you. You're disclosing a lot about yourself right now, Scott. We're we're talking about (laughs) what. But Scott, we're talking about what the Bible says. Our our uh, uh, target here, or, or our standard, is God. It's not, it's not us, any one of us, or any of your neighbors. It's God. And if we fall short of the glory of God, we're in trouble. Because nobody that's falling short of His glory is going to get into heaven unless He does something to rescue us. Yeah, and I agree with that. Okay, so we can't judge our sins by each other. We're judged by God, not by each right. other. Right, right. So what do you do? What do you do when you say that God says it's, that you shouldn't do this and you've done it? Now what? Oh, no, I, I definitely think that you're held accountable for the things that God says that you shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's kind of my point. Like, I, I, I don't think a lot of the things that, if we're specifically talking about the Mormon religion, God's come out and said, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. And, and that's kind of the point well, that I'm saying. There's, I totally there's agree a lot of rules. That, that yes. marriage is 
a holy union, right? Especially right. what you and Tyson are talking about. <clears throat> and, mm -hmm. and I think that polygamy is wrong, period. Right, right. period. Never and and you, know, right. you know Jacoy. Do you think she'd be down with that, Scott? First of all, I love Jacoy, and I definitely don't think that she would be down with that. She would be beating people with a broom. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's true. And, and one of, and Emma did that with one of Joseph Smith's wives, yeah. by the way. You know, yeah, and, and I, I think that women should be respected, and I think that that's kind of okay. a we, display of disrespect. It's a, it's a definite display of disrespect in that thing. It. it Okay. It's like what kind of was mentioned earlier. It puts them as more like livestock than Yeah, it does. Well, people, Scott, right? we, we have to take another call, and we appreciate your call. Maybe good to talk good to you, Scott. Talk, I'll, right? I'll have to talk to you later on. All right, take it easy, buddy. You Thank too. Thank you. Bye. Okay, we have a call from Jimmy on line two. Hello, Jimmy. Jimmy? Hi, right, thank you for taking my call. Yes, you're on the air. What is your question? Rather than talking about the LDS Church, I thought, wondering if we might be able to talk about polygamy in the early Islamic religion. In the <laughs> polygamy in the Islamic religion? Yeah, we, we um, don't... maybe we could talk about polygamy in early Christianity, or possibly um, you know what? me within the uh, Judaic Jimmy? religion. If I can interject, um, Jimmy, I, I agree. Possibly, I think possibly it's polygamy. And, it's wrong um, in the Islamic. It's right. wrong in the early it, Christianity. It's wrong, it's wrong about, in any sort because now you're being, you're you're treating a woman not Jimmy, equal. Is is slavery cool yeah. too? Because that was also something that happened back then. And Jimmy, polygamy is is wrong in the Bible. Well, if, the, the polygamists so if those in the Bible. religions have been on the earth much longer than the LDS Church. Why is polygamy wrong? Because I'll take your answer off the air. Thank Jimmy, you. Oh, perfect. Jimmy, All right. Jimmy, the, the biggest answer, and I'll let you answer in a minute. Yeah, okay. Jimmy, the biggest answer, the most important <coughs> answer is Joseph Smith came out and said, God said to do polygamy, to live polygamy, or you would go to hell. Brigham Young said you would go to hell if you didn't live polygamy. And then they turned around and said you can become a god if you do live polygamy. That is wrong. And no other polygamy on the planet or in history has ever used God as the reason to practice polygamy. And that is evil. All right, yeah, and Jimmy, I mean, let's just let's just uh, cover your closing statement. If something's been around for so long, how can it be wrong? That's just pure ignorance, man. Yeah. I mean, there's tons of crap that's happened for bad, you know, for long periods of time. Like people have been raped for a long time. I mean, that's that's something that can be traced back way a long time ago. Slavery, all kinds of inequality, people being killed for no reason. And guess what? It still happens today. Mm -hmm. It's wrong. If you don't get that, you might want to hit your knees yeah. <laughs> and ask God to help you out a little. And I'd like to add to that, too. You, you mentioned the rape and all of that and these things that are going on. Yeah. You know, things like that went on in the Bible. Yes. People were murdered and they were raped and they were pillaged. and they But were, the, it were, wasn't commanded. Hey, go, and, you know. <laughs> and, yeah, and, so, and, and God never said to do it. But because it was in the Bible, does that make it okay? Just no. because polygamy is in the Bible, is it okay? No. The, the prophets and the people in the Bible who lived polygamy were not doing it because God told them to. They did it because it was cultural and because they... Right. I'm sorry. I, I mean, your statement was just complete lunacy. I'm sorry. It really was. Okay. We have, we have Brian calling from Bountiful. Hello, Brian. Hello. I just wanted to mention that uh, when God started over with Noah, uh, then, uh, besides having the music that we 
when the world was flooded and started over with Noah, there was no polygamy then either. With, with what? I He's mean, talking about in the time of Noah, there wasn't polygamy instituted then. Oh, that's right. You know, and in theory, that would be pretty important because right. there's a very finite amount of people on the earth. That's right. There were only eight people. Yeah. And if God wanted to repopulate the earth, he would have absolutely... He'd have said, Noah, polygamy. you and your favorite seven <laughs> chicks, get on the ship. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And, and there were seven of everything else, but there was... No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I, I, didn't, I didn't read that, in, in, at least in the version of the Bible I read. So Yeah. No, no it's not there. Yeah. Okay. Good point. Thanks, thanks. Thanks for your point, Brian. Okay. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. Bye. It looks like we have another one coming on line three, okay. but um, uh, it's not here yet. Um, very quickly, before we take that call, what can you tell our viewers what books you read or in your research to yeah. to come to the truth? Would Absolutely. You share? Okay. So here's the thing. You guys want to read some stuff. Go through the Journal of Discourses, okay? Now, it's not going to have Joseph Smith in there. It'll have lots of references to him. But it'll show how, uh, you know, polygamy was essential with Brigham Young, you know, uh, and all these early leaders, all right? You can also have the history of the church. That is pretty, you know, <laughs> tight to Joseph Smith. You got the Times and Seasons. It was the uh, church's periodical. You can, uh, you can even go through DNC 132 and read things like that. I mean, that is making a case for polygamy, saying, hey, it's still cool. In your current Doctrine and Covenants, you know, right. go ahead and check it out. Mm -hmm. uh, if you read that in context and understand it, it's pretty disgusting, really. It, it is. is. It is. We had a caller call uh, several months ago, and he was saying the Doctrine and Covenants 132 is not about polygamy, it's about celestial marriage. Perhaps which, he needs a literacy test. <clears throat> I mentioned the Ten Virgins in the section 132. I says, you need to read that. And what is that if it's not polygamy? And he says, ten, there's nothing, no mention of Ten Virgins in there. And I said, have you read it? Really? Yes, wow. I have. And I said, the ten virgins are there, and that is polygamy. And he denied it. He denied it. Well, a lot of these people that get so mad are people who actually just really haven't ever read anything. But, you know, somehow or another they've felt something here. And, and just to let you know, it's good to mask lies with truth. So that way you can have pieces, pieces of truth in there and hit to somebody here. Mm -hmm. So sometimes there might be some things that are misleading in what you're feeling. Quit, that's, that's very true. No, that's right. We are getting toward the end of the show, and uh, the, the uh, Ilfa, Ifa, I don't know how to say the name. If you'd leave your number, we'll be happy to call you back after the show. We won't be able to take your call tonight. Anybody else who is waiting on the line, uh, leave your number, and we'd be happy to call you back. And Tyson, I do appreciate you coming yeah, thank you. and sharing your story with us, and I do hope that it's touched some hearts of our viewers out there who so have watched the show tonight. I hope so, too. <clears throat> Excuse me. In my closing comments, um, Jesus identified himself as being the embodiment of truth, totally unable to lie. He told his listeners that the devil was the father of lies, and he was totally unable to tell the truth. If Jesus is the head of any church, wouldn't that church do everything possible to discover truth, to teach truth, and to disseminate truth? If Jesus is the head, would he, who is the truth, teach children how to lie and tell lies and teach them that they must tell lies in order for them to be protected? Isn't Jesus able to protect his own people without forcing them to lie to protect themselves? You know, we must doubt any religion that would use lies and deceit to hide what they are doing, as the early Mormon polygamists did, and we must ask why any religion would not be honest enough to acknowledge past deceits and misrepresentations and come clean with the truth. 1 John chapter 2, verse 21 tells us that no lie comes from the truth. 
Therefore, we know that Joseph Smith is excluded as a person to be believed because God says no lie comes from the truth. And for years, Joseph Smith lied about his polygamy, as did many of the other early Mormon polygamists. No lie comes from the truth, and you cannot change that. Who will you believe? Someone who lied to protect himself or Jesus Christ who cannot lie and who testified that those on the side of truth listens to him. No lie can come from the truth. Therefore, Jesus Christ being the truth cannot lie. Joseph Smith was in error and he lied. It's the truth that sets us free. If we know the truth, we will be set free if we follow it. So we say to you, choose the truth as testified by Jesus Christ, because it is only Jesus who can be trusted. Good night. This has been the audio podcast edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? This program is a production of A Shield and Refuge Ministry and Main Street Church of Brigham City. You can view current and past video episodes as well as download audio episodes of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance in leaving a polygamous situation, please contact us. We are here to help. All of our contact information can be found at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 877-425-9993. If you have any questions or comments about this or any of our other programs, we'd love to hear from you. Write us at email at whatloveisthis.tv. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again.